Welcome to In Progress, a podcast to help you grow and learn how to become a better version of yourself. Now, here's your host, Michael Cerigliano. Welcome, everybody, to In Progress Podcast with Michael Cerigliano. We got special guest today, Joe Delgado. What was your life like? What was your social life like? like what were you doing prior to this that was, you know, I guess that falls in with like a regular, per, regular person's lifestyle. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I guess I'll, I mean, I didn't really have, I, I'll 100% say that I didn't have a terrible life, like whatever. I mean, things happened in my life as I grew up and all that type of stuff. And I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. I'm not saying that, you know, I know that we all react and handle adversity or situations completely different. I totally get that. But, you know, I, uh, I, I just dealt with death a lot when I was younger. Um, I, I, I grew up with no parents and my mom died when I was like 10, uh, four days before my 11th birthday. Um, she uh, literally, like she had lined up for people to take like over me and my brothers. Mm. And they're all like, no, that they ain't about my life, fam. Uh, but luckily, <laughs> My dad came back, even though that she was like, don't go with your dad, don't go with your dad, whatever. Um, and he came back, he took over the household. And in like a couple of weeks, he was like, yeah, this ain't about me either. Uh, and he, he hit the road and he left me in a house with two older brothers that uh, we didn't really have the best of time. We didn't get along like at all, like ever. Right. And uh, I, was a, I was a mom's boy when I was growing up. And... Uh, so my mom would always protect me when right. my brother beat the shit out of me, uh, verbally and physically. Yeah. And so now I'm in this house, right? Uh, and, and I'm like, I'm going to get fucking murdered. Um, so, but I didn't have any, anyone. Uh, all I had was I had two older brothers that I could view and take any advice or whatever, which they weren't really handing out to me. They weren't, you know, they didn't give a fuck about me or whatever. Right. Figure it out on your own. Yeah. Uh, so as I grew up, you know, um, word spread out and I was like 14. Um, hey, this house has no parental supervision. Um, so I mean, part Wait, of how old were your brothers? Uh, my, um, they're a couple of years older than me, like two, three, two to three years old, older than me. So you're, you, you were in a house by yourself with like less than 18 year old, like, yeah. My dad came in back, like, uh, came back a few times, like, um, here and there. Uh -huh. and, and when he wasn't living with us, he sometimes he came back, you know, to drop off food and whatnot. Um, but ideally, once I hit like right around like 14, um, it, he that, that kind of really stopped. And I got a job uh, with my brother, with one of my brothers, it was at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had to start paying the bills because no one else was doing it. So I was paying like, rg &E or um you know gas and electric and all that type of stuff uh water like just like a normal adult i was a kid i was a sophomore freshman in high school and uh, i was working four days a week um and then on top of that my there was you know my older brother his friends they had connections to get alcohol so you know beer pong entered my life Yep. Uh, and that was the, that was the norm in my, like when I was a kid. And that's how I, like, again, I didn't know, I had no idea about anything. I, I took an accounting class 
uh, I think my senior year in high school, I had a checking and savings account. And the teacher was like impressed. You know, I was 16 at the time. And, and she was like, you have no idea like how significant that is. You know, and uh, 10 years after that, I found out like what's actually going on in the world. Uh, at the time, I was like, yeah, it's no big deal. You just walk in there and you ask them to take your money. That's it. Um, but like, I just didn't know anything about the world. I mean, I didn't have internet until I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. So like, I just, I just didn't know anything. I, all I knew was I got up, you know, I didn't have anyone to get me up, but for whatever reason, I was compelled to get to school on time. I went to school. I got great. I got good grades. Uh, I got to work somehow. I begged and pleaded people to take me to, to work. And I got home and I would hear distant beer pong uh, cups. I would shower real quick. And, you know, I, would, it was, I was like a frat house in my high school. And then that kind of, you know, uh, continued. Mm-hmm. And then when I, you know, then when I turned one, it was just the bar scene. So uh, eventually I left that job and I went to corporate America um, where I would eventually find uh, and meet you. Uh, it, so I started, in, uh, you know, in the wireless world and retail. And, um, you know, that was right after my dad died. Um, and he didn't die of natural causes. He, he was actually hit by a car um, you know, because he was actually doing the right thing. He was wasted walking from his friend's house to his house. Um, and he just walked in front of a car, uh, trying to walk around a snow bank. Um, but yeah, whatever. Um, so, uh, I, I lived that life. I was literally listening to everyone around me, guiding me. Cause I had no idea. I, so I started this job and it was a lofty pay for me. I was making money that I never thought was possible when I was a kid. Uh, I was angry at the world. I was seeing all this stuff happen to my mom and everything. I was like, man, if I can just make $1,000 a week, you know, I'll be sad. I'll be able to take care of anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just like $1,000 a week. And, you know, I, I got this job and I was doing that. Uh, and I had a 401k. People were telling me how to do this, that. People were also telling me how to get a house. And I, I eventually did buy a house. So I was living this life that was just average, right? And I was actually, I was getting promoted, which was really great. It was, it was fucking great. Yeah. Um, I was on top of the world. I was like, man, like uh, I was at 25. Uh, I was a tool bag and I owned a uh, 370Z, my dream car. Did. Yes, you did. Yeah. So I, I had my dream car. I owned a house. I was making more than the average household income and that usually is two incomes and it was just me you know especially with all this adversity and blah 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 right right um so but i was very unhealthy i mean if you look i i just looked at the picture with me uh, <laughs> at that time it was it was bad uh this is just unhealthy overall right and um just in general like so uh i actually had fear Matt, I still do. Uh, and maybe that's what's actually propelled me to do stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So like w- when my mom died, like literally, uh, and those three people were like, yeah, we don't want you pretty much. Yeah. Uh, 
I was ter- I was like, I'm gonna be homeless. Like I, I was like, I'm like, I, I only like I'm 10 years old, like at the time, or 11. Um, you know, who who like I just I was like, where am I gonna live? Like, what am I gonna do? Um, I I was like, I'll go to work right now. Like I'll, I'll do whatever. Like I gotta do something. Right. Like, I was literally just absolutely terrified. Um, and then I had an older brother that was telling me pretty much daily on how I will be homeless and I'll probably die because I'm so dumb and all this other type of stuff. So I I was dealing with that like constantly. And so, you know, no matter what, if you're told something all all the time, especially younger too. Exactly. Your mind is developing. You're seeing all these things that you should never see and all that type of stuff. So I just was literally terrified that I was going to be homeless. I didn't, I wouldn't be able to make ends meet and all that type of stuff. It actually like almost happened um, when I went to college. Like literally, I, the good thing I worked at a restaurant because I was eating for free because I literally didn't have uh, money to make things happen. Um, So I I got promoted for the first time. It took me forever to get promoted. Uh, I became an assistant manager. And uh, my area manager came to the store after I got back from vacation. And he's like, in two days, you're, uh, you're going to the store, uh, one of the top performing stores in the, in the, the market or whatever for sales. And uh, I was petrified. I was just absolutely, I was like, I'm going to get fired in a week. I, I mean, I, I was literally, I could not sleep. I was texting everyone and calling people that worked at that store. I was like, what's your, like, what, what's your feedback? Like, what, what can you tell me? Because this, A, I had the perception that they were a little maybe unethical on the gray area. And I was like, I'm not going to be comfortable with that. I, I've been priming myself on a lot of the, I mean, I know gray area or whatever, there's gray area and everything, but, um, there's definitely, uh, I was like, I'm definitely not going to be comfortable on a lot of things if they're, if they're operating that way. That's A. And B, they are high performing. And I'm coming from a slow store. I was like, they're going to walk all over me. Like, they're, they're going to be more skilled than me. They're not going to listen. Like, I'm literally, they're just going to chew me up. Like, is it, the, uh, is it the mentality that you had ingrained in you as a child that was just like kind of showing face now? No, I, I kind of always had that. Um, it, it just came in different levels. Right. Uh, and this one was, this time was a really high level. Yeah. yeah it was, I was just literally freaking bugging. I was going out of my mind. And I was like, I got this great job, this career, uh, you know, that I'm on path for and all this type of stuff, making more money than I ever thought possible. I was like, you know what? And I like walking, you know, I'm a huge advocate regardless of how healthy you are and you know, your workout regimen, I will always recommend walking. It's a good stress uh, release. So I I, I walked at night and I was like, you know what? You know, this music is getting bland. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna overcome my fear. The the reason why I have this fear is because I think that they're going to be able to have more skill than me right so i'm going to teach myself skill so i that's not going to be a, a thing 
Mm. Like, boom, there you go. So I'm going to stop listening to this trash music that's not getting me anywhere. I don't know why I haven't been doing this. I'm going to start listening to books uh, because I can multitask and instead of like reading and all that type of stuff. Should have been doing this all the time. Yeah. Silly me. So I Googled best sales book. Uh, the top one that popped up, I bought Audible. I bought the book. I downloaded it, started listening to it. And I couldn't put it down. Now, uh, the book was real quick. Okay. Uh, I think you're actually going to get So I actually wanted to ask you, who are your top three influencers that uh, have made an impact on your life? And I feel like this is a good segue into that. I want you to continue the story. But who are those three people? And I know you're about but, to get into the one right now. Yeah, the I think I only have one, uh, to be honest. Uh, and that's that's Grant Cardone. So uh, I the book was 10x rule. And uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't even like remember him saying that he was the author of the book. Like, I remember just listening to this. And I was like, Dude, this energy, I hope he's narrating all the books. I hope he's just the audible narrator because I can't put this book down. Like th these words are like shooting into my head and they're all making sense. And right. I can hear, it's like I was talking to another me. Like the energy was just like infectious. I couldn't yeah. take it. Um, and then I looked down, I'm like author, narrator, Grant Cardone. And I started, I was like, dude, this guy's worth like 300, half a million dollars. Uh, or half a billion dollars, excuse me, uh, at the time that I started reading this book. And, and you know, he told me his story. You know, dad died when he was 10. That kind of sounds familiar. Uh, he went into drugs. I never went into drugs. But I partied with alcohol. That mm. kind of sounds familiar. And I was 25 at the time. And he said that he turned his life around starting at 25. Oh, I was 26, maybe. Uh, around that, I was like, oh. wow. And then, yeah, he was just like, yeah hard work pretty much like and when he was talking i was like man this guy doesn't sound like he has like crazy amount of skills talents or it just sounds like you and i and like i remember i was walking on dewey ave walking i was doing my circle right back to my house mm -hmm. and i just remember uh there's a lot of specific things that i can talk about uh, in a minute or whatever that he was saying but just instantly like within a second i had like i had all these thoughts of i just backtracked all my life my like everything i was going through like everything i was doing up to that point i said man i don't know anything about any of this i've just been being told that i need to be doing this like buying a house 401k all like all this type of stuff right and uh and then all of a sudden just a pit like a, a, something that just came like out of me that I had when I was a child, you know, because when I was younger and I was going to hospitals all the time and watching death and just misery uh, and getting belittled daily from a bully uh, everywhere. Um, I was, I was pissed. I was like, you know what? I'm going to like, in, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to be big one day. I was like, I'm going to be fucking huge and I'm going to rub it in everyone's face. Mm -hmm. Like no one's going to be able to tell me anything. That's I'm going to on your shoulder. Yeah. I mean, I was just pissed at the time. And, you know, I was, I was sick of getting kicked in the teeth every single day. Um, you know, no matter what, like, 
uh, from what was going on with my mom, like a- anyone, like I was getting hit, just being like, just because I looked dumb. That was what I was being told. I look stupid, so I, I must get punched. Like, <laughs> I, I, that's literally, I mean, how I was in a ch- like as a child, like yeah. when I was, I was growing up. And uh, I just remember, I was like, man, I'm gonna be big. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be someone. I'm gonna be something. Like no one's gonna be able to tell me anything or whatever. Uh, but that, as I was growing up, that just got suppressed. That got deleted. That was like, dude, it's gone. Because as I was starting to grow up, uh, and the people around me loved, you know, they loved me. They loved, you know, drunk Joe. They loved, you know, hanging out Joe and all this type of stuff. Right. And all they wanted was that. Right. All all they want is they can to perpetuate that life. And, and just for whatever reason, it was like, just that, I just remember it still like yesterday, again, on Dewey, I was walking back, I was on my first cycle of loop around like to my house. And I was like, why the fuck did I ever give up on myself? Why did I ever take that away, delete that, eliminate that? And this dude similar background it's worth almost a billion dollars i mean he's worth like a couple of billion now yeah. or whatever um so he he definitely has done well in the last seven years right uh let alone 30 i'm like i can do that like why why can't i do it why is there any reason why i can't do that other than what people have been telling me my whole entire life right mm-hmm. you know all this type of stuff so i mean my my influencers i mean after that you know, I, I finished that book uh, very quickly <laughs> and I started to try to listen to a bunch of people. I tried to diversify my education and influencers. I mean, they, they all they really did was solidify a same message, mm-hmm. you know, being positive in certain aspects like Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, you know, even yeah, I started listening to Gary Vee with you. You introduced me, Tim. Uh, but I mean, Grant, Grant's been the driving force in a lot. Um, I mean, Dr. Berg, 100% would be the influence on any health and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that, you know, was a, a keen thing for me was education. So um, I started with Grant I, and I, I kind of didn't really deviate any of, uh, away from that. Um, I, I know all the people and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll educate myself from other people. Right. But um, I mean, obviously Grant wants people to be all into him and he even says it, yeah. like, he was like, he even says, you know, you got to find one person, like a mentor, right. And you gotta, you can't listen to And that, that's what happened in the very beginning. When I started educating myself, I was diversifying too much. Yeah. So I immediately understood when he brought that up. I was like, I, like, I'm, I'm trying to go on like so many different paths. Yeah. They're all preaching I, I, something different. Right. Right. They all had their own niche, which is great. Yeah. You know, and we all should, right? And, um, but yeah, my, like that, that moment on, I mean, I, I listened to all of his books after that. Still, I listened to him like multiple times. Yeah. Um, I, I don't constantly, like, uh, I mean, I, I follow him whatnot. And I get his emails, like all that type of stuff. And, you know, I, 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 I see what he's doing in life, but I'm not constantly like watching everything he's doing. You right. know, sometimes I'll go through spurts. But he's saying the same things, right? Yeah. You've heard it. And, You've heard it all at this point. He's just re 
reiterating what he's been saying for the past like five, 10 years. Right. And that's how easy it is. I mean, and that's how simple it is. Yeah. It's not, I want to say it's easy. It's that's how it's a simple idea is just every day. Um, you know, every day. Right. So, I mean, the things that he was saying in the very beginning of the book, because the 10 X rule, it's not even a sales book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what Google was thinking when they popped that. It must have been just his ad money that he, uh, it worked out well for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, because 10x rule is like, it's a, it's about a multiplier, right? It's, yeah. uh, it's the mindset. It's about big, yeah. It's about thinking big because thinking big takes the same amount of energy as thinking small. So right. why not think big? And um, so, you know, he was saying that. So the one thing that instantly caught on to me was say, so if you're listening to people, that haven't accomplished the things that you want in life, why are you listening to them? And he's like, we're, we're, we're getting a bunch of data from people all around us that they don't even know where the, that data is from, right? The, back to my, when I was getting a haircut and I asked her where, like that, that was literally, that's been embedded into me. I am ext- like one from that day on, I am extremely conscious of what information I'm taking in because right. I know how much of a huge impact it has. Cause for the first 25 years, I mean, I, I was a kid even going through all this bullshit, mm-hmm. but I even had this, these large, big thinking, like w- monstrous, like want to, want to take over the world, want to, want to be something. Right. Right. And what happened is the world happened. Right. And, and it, it took that. It sucked literally was a vacuum and it sucked all that out and it plopped me to be sheep uh it, it made me made me literally uniform with everyone around me right. and uh back to the whole social thing it's a, a good rule of thumb if you want any if you want to do anything in life and change anything improve or whatever just do the exact opposite that everyone else is doing if you you get into a room and there's a hundred people uh and you say say one thing and the rest of them are saying the other like something completely different good thing that it's a good possibility that you're on to something and i i test this all the time in my life I, t- I test it all the time especially when it comes to health you know if if someone freaks out to what i do in my life i'm like uh i'm on to something I'm like that's it's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good freaking sign because if people are not wanting to do that and resisting it because it, it's weird or it's, anor- it's abnormal, it's, it's whatever, it, they're not familiar with it. And that's, that's, that's usually my indication. But that's that. And then I, I, had a, I used to have to go to a meeting. I was at six hours, an all day meeting on Tuesdays. I was uh, hell. He was stared at. He was <laughs> stared at a wall and literally w- looked at numbers and just pretty much made like felt like a big piece of shit because you were never doing enough, uh, corporate America for you. And uh, I tested. I I literally went in there. I mean, Grant's really big on. Also, you know, the the middle class is a failing formula. Average is a failing formula. Yeah. So I, I, I went in there, I sat down, I sat down with all my peers and I was just hearing all of these words, like these statements, like balance, 
you know, you know, be grateful for what we have now. Yeah. And I was just like, man, this is such a toxic instantly. Like it yeah. felt like it was instantly my mind. Like I could, I, I like, I saw the light. Like, and <laughs> I instantly was seeing things that were changing my perception. Right. Yeah. I'm like, man, I, I, I either I, I'm 25, 26 or whatever. I was 27 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I accomplished, I'm actually surpassed all the things that I've thought was possible for myself. Right. Like, so I was just like, do I have to live the next it was 60 years of my life like this? Mm-hmm. That's, that's fucking From lame. The small mentality. And that's, that's the thing too, that you got to realize is all these people that are bigger, grant all that, they don't have that mentality. So when you're listening to these people saying, oh, you want to be like me one day, you want to be higher up in the company do what I do, stay here for another 10 years. It's like, but I don't want that at all. Like, we're not happy. You're miserable. You're trying to get to the next step. Every time you're in the next step, you're trying to get to the next step. If you follow Grant's method, any of these people, all these entrepreneurs and real estate moguls and people who are wealthy, not rich, wealthy, they completely pulled themselves from that mindset in order to become successful. And then you're listening to your, your boss saying, oh, no, you got you to gotta just relax. Work-life balance, which is a good thing, I guess, in some senses. But, like, keep working. Keep doing this. Eventually, it'll pay off. It's like, yeah, for you. Not for yeah. me. I'm working for you. I'm not working for me. Yeah, dude, uh, I'm so glad that you brought that up, too, because, um, again, with the memes, uh, I saw a meme. It was, it was a billboard. And... It was like, uh, if your boss messages you on your day off, don't answer it. You know, and there's some comments like, you know, my, my life is my life. You know, they better not message me or call me like on my days off. And one even said like, yeah, if my boss messages me on my day off, he gets a dick pic. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's <laughs> kind of funny, <laughs> I guess. But, uh, but I, was, I, I immediately, and again, this is a problem with me because I take things like seriously. And, um, it's, it's a mantra. Like I have, I have like a code of ethics, like to me. So I, I immediately look at that and it's about the mindset. I look at that. I'm like, man, that's absolutely crazy that that's something that we're trying to promote. Your day off is your day off sacred. The funny thing is my first December working in this job, I had one day off the whole entire month outside of Christmas. So two days off, two days off. 31 days. So 29 days I worked and, uh, and it was like that all the time. I was good old Mr. Old reliable. And it was maybe that it was that fear, right? Because I was just like, I got to become an asset somehow. Right. Um, I was in sales. I just thought like, I'll get paid more hourly. I'll also get paid, um, you know, sales, hopefully or whatever. I'll get better at it, blah, blah, blah. But I would like, Hey, Joe, someone called off. I need you to do this. Can you work at this store? Can you do this event? Can you do that? Can you do this? Boom, 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 boom. Right. And when I was a manager, I was talking about income levels. I was, I remember I was talking to a rep and I was talking about income levels. And, you know, I, I like, I was like, yeah, I made like $60,000 as a, as a, a rep, as a seller. Yeah. And this, and this, this rep looked at me and was like, yeah, I never made anything close to that. I know I never made anything over 50. Like it was low 40. It's been low 40s all the time. And I've been with the company for longer than you. 
I say, like, and I'm just like thinking back. I'm like, hmm, I didn't take. I always called in. Like I always went in when I called in. You're always calling in. Um, fast forward when I had a big title, a director. Yeah. You know, multiple six figures, right, or whatever. And I'm doing store visits, and. <laughs> Uh, I walk in, I talk to, you know, employees. I'm like, Hey, what, what are you striving for? What's your goals? What's your ambitions? Like, what can I help you with? I want to be you. I want your job. Like, Oh, that's, that's fine. Uh, I don't even want my is, job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, you, and I, I mean, uh, jokingly, yeah, take mine, please. Um, but just like what you said, uh, two different mindsets, right? Because again, we're spewing out now. You know, in order to get paid more, your employer must pay you, like just increase your paycheck, which in some cases that, that probably should happen for sure. Yeah. But what I fucking did, I worked more. I, I went home and kept on working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, have, I have a lot of anxiety. I'm an extremely huge introvert. So sales is not like my cup of tea. Yeah. And being personable is not, like a, a thing for me. Like I, 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 I just can't do it. So me talking and reciting conversations, I, I mean, there is a ton of work that people just never saw me do. You know, me talking to myself, that's me role-playing, like practicing, like what demo, demonstrating, right. Um, when I was a district manager, I literally, we had to uh, demonstrate a product. The first time I did it, I did it flawlessly. And I did it uh, probably over a thousand times before mm-hmm. and i would have employees that could practice on customers i never saw customers right they could practice on customers and they never did so it, it, it's just funny the only reason why i'm bringing that up is because people want it but they they don't make the sacrifices or they don't actually work as hard as they need to i mean you, we're always going to be underpaid unless you do things in a certain way and if they all work out right, you'll be massively overpaid, right? And yeah. that's the criticism on CEOs, entrepreneurs, rich people, and all that type of stuff. You know, they make too much money. They should be paying more than blah, blah, blah. They should be giving more free stuff to us. Uh, but the thing is, everyone can get there. Yes. And the, the brain, the, the, we have this brainwashing because, again, people need to justify why not because it's difficult right it's a simple concept but it's difficult i mean i haven't gotten there yet unfortunately so i can't even say that i can't i can't i can't say that but i i know that i am gonna be there Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna be like all right i lived my life in a certain way yeah and am i gonna regret you know not going out to the bar and drinking am i gonna not am i gonna regret not eating fucking shitty desserts because oh my god it tastes so good and all this other stuff no i'm gonna eat the same meal probably every single day or not eat i'm gonna fast i'm gonna practice this stuff i'm gonna work i'm gonna put in all these extra hours i'm gonna work for free because it's i know it's eventually gonna pay off and it has drastically in my life already and it, it, it's just it's just funny that you even brought that up because like I, I remember thinking all the time like I want your job I'm like yeah but you call off you yeah. you, exactly. you don't come yeah I mean we can't call you in if uh, 
if it's your day off, you don't even answer all this type of stuff. It's or you're an entitled, it's an entitled mentality. Yeah. Uh, it, it's unbelievable. People overvalue, they overvalue their own time that they give it. They, they think that what they do, they should be getting paid top dollar for all the time. And then they're not willing to actually put in the work. It's I'm here. I should be getting paid more for just existing, but not, oh, I should be putting in the work. Like, I mean, I mean, I worked for you and I was somewhat kind of like that. I mean, I'm sure you remember that. I was all the time. I need to get promoted. I need to get promoted. I need to get promoted. I started with the company. I need to get promoted right now. I'm the best one. I need to get promoted the whole time. I just needed to put in the work and I didn't. I, show, I showed you that I was good for like a, a, two weeks and I was like, what, where's, where's my promotion? So I'm, yeah. I'm nothing different than that. But over time, I mean, with this, obviously, you know, I'd, I'd love to get monetized off of this. My other things that I do on, this, on the side for business, I'd love to make money off of that. But you have to put in the hard work and the effort for minimal pay, if not zero, to get to a point where your value is recognized and then you get paid. And people don't recognize that because they'd rather they want the money right now. Right. It's shortcuts. It's band-aid. It's like, it's all of that. Right. Cookie core. Like, yeah. How quickly can I, I mean, I'm impatient as well. Um, but, um, it, it's just, it's just nuts. I was going to say something. I forgot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it is entitledness. Um, oh yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like people want to get paid top dollar and they don't even do the job properly. No. Um, I mean, I, I, I was thinking about when like COVID hit and, you know, everyone was complaining and saying that everyone should literally like every higher up should cut their pay in half and every frontline person should be sent home, right? For two weeks. That was the whole thing. Like the curb, like uh, you know, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you wanted to get paid to sit on your ass at home for your protection when you didn't, even, you can't even do a simple task on telling someone your name, or using someone's name, yeah. or asking them, asking them where they work. Like right. you can't even do simple tasks like that, and you want a pay raise, mm-hmm. and that is like literally embedded in your job description. Yeah, and it's it's just it's just crazy. I'm like, you are criticizing someone that is definitely making way more money than you, but they're making decisions. That are in fact affecting seven thousand employees, seven thousand families. Yeah, and they worked forty years to get there, and they're doing crazy other things. And you don't even understand the simple task of opening a door up for someone, walking them to a door, being uh, happy and positive. Right? They're not even happy and positive; they're miserable. Right, right. And exactly. so, someone's going to hear that and be like, yeah, because they're not getting paid enough. <laughs> you don't need to get paid to be happy. Right. You, you, have, you can be cheery. Uh, I remember when we were selling, I was called Chuck E. Cheese, a Chuck E. Cheese attitude. And I, I stand behind that. Like, I mean, literally, uh, you don't need, I mean, you see it all the time, like 10 things that take no skill or uh, money or whatever you know, be positive, be on time, blah, blah, blah. Like 100%. We have people that are not even happy. I flew back to New York and I was in the airport. I went to Dunkin' Donuts to get a coffee. Uh And I instantly was like, I do not miss New York. (laughs) 
I was like, can I, may I please, may I please have a medium coffee with almond milk? And I just got a direct stare. What did you say? But not, <laughs> not like, I'm sorry, uh, can you repeat that? Or uh, I, I didn't hear you. I misunderstood you or whatever. Or would you be able to just repeat that? What do you say? I mean, it was like, I, I, I felt like an idiot. Did I say something wrong? No, I did not. What did I say to you? <laughs> yeah, I just asked for a coffee. And I did it polite. And I know that you're not getting polite. Like, people are probably saying, can I get this? Or let me get this, right? I said, may I please? Like, and I'm getting the attitude. But that's what, what I'm trying to say is like those people or the people in, just in general will, you know, be miserable about that job. And I hate it. Don't even work it effectively. And don't think about the, uh, A, they can, you know, I, I coached a lot of people in my uh, time. Uh, and they're just like, oh, I just hate this. I hate this. I hate this. But I was like, you know what? You can be really good at this. And you can learn skills or talents that can prepare you for the job that you actually really like. But exactly. you're missing out on the opportunity right now because all you're focusing on is how much you hate this 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 retailer, the sales uh, mentality. So you're missing out on, you know, growing and expanding in this sector, this vehicle that you're in, that can actually prepare you for something that you're going to love. And you're going to miss out on that opportunity because you're sen- you're spending this whole entire time sulking, being miserable mm-hmm. and looking at all the negative. People don't see the like, picture. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and then people are just, I mean, again, they're like, I'm going to rob time from the company. I'm going to do the, all this type of stuff. And, you know, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's, uh, we're in a weird time, especially in the last couple of years. Uh, but it's, it's all it's a failing formula. I mean, I've seen it all around me. I've seen people abuse time. I've, I've seen people that, you know, just, hey, my time is my time and all this type of stuff. And, uh you know, I I've definitely became more elevated mm-hmm. than, than them, and in a lot faster rate too. Um, and I just I'm like, yeah, I sacrifice my time. Unfortunately, I sacrifice not just doing dumb shit, right? Yeah. N- not going out, sitting around, bullshitting, having conversations that are meaningless, all this shit. But it's worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Uh, the way I look at it is that, you know, if you're going to live, let's say you and I, 10 years from now, right? Mm-hmm. We're both going to get through it, right? Unless mm-hmm. something catastrophic happens, you know, whatever. We're going to get through the next 10 years. Why don't we try to maximize and optimize those 10 years? Just think about the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I was 23, right? Right. You know, if, if I could go back in time and tell myself, when I was 23, all the things I know now and why I should be doing, I'll be way further. I'll be doing way much more, right? And that's the same concept when you think ahead. Like, so you have a decision that you have to make. What do you want to do today? Are, are you going to just sulk or be comfortable, watch the bullshit on TV, scroll through social media and all that type of stuff, immobilize yourself, don't, like, don't work out yourself, don't work out your mind, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because in the next 10 years, you're going to most likely be kind of in the same situation. Exactly. And is that really fun? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's To me, it's boring. Like, uh, I just look at it now, like, looking back, um, 
you know, even like drinking with friends and whatnot. I'm like, it's the same shit, same conversations, same, same places, same drinks, same feelings. Like you wake up the next day, you have the same foods. Like it's the same, it's the same scene all the time. And it's deteriorating and, you. Yeah. I mean, it, it has, you know, I, I was getting, uh, I mean, health wise, like it's, it's, it was killing me. Yeah. I could feel it. Um, and I, I don't know, like I, now I'm operating this way. I'm just like, I just don't, I, I need other people to understand, like, because it's, it, there's no, I, I'm a, I'll, I'll tell everyone first that I have no skills. I have no talent, nothing. Um, me being able to formulate sudden sentences like this, uh, barely uh, compared to me 10 years ago, absolutely absurd. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm a completely, I'm not, you know, different internally or different, like as a, as an actual person, but the skills and talents I have now is 100%. I taught them to myself, like everything. Like I, yeah. again, I, I learned, I had nothing. I had no knowledge about life and all that type of stuff. I fell flat in my face every single day and I had to teach myself like all of the shit. And, uh, but with that being said is all it takes is just a different perspective and how you, how you view things. Right. Um, I am a firm believer that there's only one of two different ways to look at anything. It's obstacles or opportunities. You're either looking at obstacles all the time or you're looking at opportunities, you know, that I can't, or uh, these are the reasons why I can't do this. Um, it makes no sense because it's the same. Because all you got to do is, I mean, for an example, something really dumb. You can get in a car accident. Mm -hmm. You get T-boned and that person was on their phone, right? It's 100% their fault. They ran the red light. They're on their phone. They T-boned you. You can get out of that car, instantly be upset and be like, it was your fault. Now I have to deal with this. I'm pissed off. I'm late to work, blah, blah, blah. Or I'm late to whatever. I have to deal with this. I have to get another car. I have to get it fixed. This is a pay the deductible. I can't afford that, blah, blah, blah. Or you can just think, you know, hey, I'm alive. That's great, right? Exactly. Is that all it? Is that other person alive? They are. Sweet. Um, what other stuff? Hey, may, could I have been paying more attention, hypothetically, at the cars and traffic? And maybe I could have actually saw, seen that person on their phone and not paying attention and not slowing down. And I didn't have to go into the intersection, which <laughs> I have done that before. Like I've seen someone not slow down and blow a red light. Mm -hmm. And that could have been me, right? right exactly. But no matter how much someone is wrong, why does it matter that you have to be right? Why does it have to be implied that someone has to be right or wrong? If I hold up a piece of paper and it's blue and I'm telling you it's yellow and you say it's gray, who is right or who's wrong? And bigger question, what does it matter? Exactly. Like, what, what, what? What gets you, well, like, you proving that you're right, where is that going to take you? How is that going to get okay. you any further? Right. It's just going to make you miserable. It's going to make you just play this victim card. Oh, this is happening to me. 
I just didn't know a thing I have to go through, blah, blah, blah. Even like, even in death, the worst thing that possibly can happen, you know, or is that going to take over your life? Is it going to literally control you? Is that going to make you prevent, like prevent you from doing things and living your life? You know, at the end of the day, like if you're, if you're, a heart is beating, you're breathing oxygen, you can grow, you can expand, you can, you can do whatever. I mean, you still have life. You, you still have the ability to thrive and move forward and do all this type of stuff. So what's the point? I mean, the, everyone is so caught up on hell, like hell bent on being right. And it forces them to be miserable constantly. It, it just constantly perpetuates them being entitled, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being, being just being this advice giver, being this expert, and everyone just needs to take a step back and be like, maybe, you know, maybe I don't know everything. Maybe, and the thing is, you're constantly doing this thing called, you know, engaging in self discovery, you're self analyzing, you're, you're constantly like, how can I do things better? Well, how can I be more efficient? Mm-hmm. You know, and you're being like, how can I be more productive? And all this type of stuff. But again, you're not going to allow other people to dictate you know, your thoughts and your feelings and your day and how all that shit's going, right? Uh, there's a, uh, it's a anger management tac- tactic, uh, give, give everyone excuses. Uh, so if, let's say you're having a heart attack and I'm driving you to the hospital, I'm probably cutting people off, right? you know, pissing people off, right? If I had the ability to go back and apologize and explain the situation to all those drivers, they most likely won't be angry with us anymore. Like, oh yeah, you had to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so why can't you just automatically do that? You give people excuses because if you were in that situation, you would give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, I don't know how many times that, you know, being in retail, especially, someone comes in, they're pissed off, they're asking for the manager. I, you know, I'm Chuck E. Cheese plucky, you know, I'm handling the, the situation. I'm just being courteous and polite and positive. They simmer down and they're like, you know, what? I'm really sorry. I, I just lost a loved All one. All the time. You know, I, I, I just got diagnosed with cancer. Um, I just lost my job. And like, I really can't afford my bills. And the 25 cent increase into my bill like it just sent me off because I, I don't know how I'm going to make things. So you have no idea. Like there's literally 7.7 billion people in this world and they're all experiencing and perceiving things completely different. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what they're going through. So why not give people the benefit of the doubt? Um, because you would, you would want the same thing. Right. And uh, there's actually, uh, I don't know. Have you ever heard of stoicism or stoic? I've, uh, I've heard, I've heard of it. I, I ha- I don't know too much on it. I've definitely heard of it though. I have a few friends that are, uh, very into spirituality and that's, uh, that's a big thing. Yeah. So, uh, th- this, this is a philosophy from ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to put it really simple terms, it's, uh, living without complaint. Uh, so the, the first, you know, idea of stoicism or being a stoic is that uh, you as a person do not get upset at what actually is happening. Mm-hmm. So you get upset at your judgments or your perception of whatever just happened. So if someone says something racist, let's say, 
mm-hmm. um, whether it's directed to you or about someone else, and you just don't like that. If you get upset, it's not about what that person actually said. It's about your belief. Right. If you're getting upset on the belief. So with that being said, if, and if you can hopefully believe that, uh, anyone can hopefully believe that, that means you have the actually ability to dictate your reaction to anything because right. you are actually reacting to your own judgment. I'm not saying that you don't have firm beliefs, you're not passionate about anything or anything like that. Right. But if you, you have the ability to literally be like, I don't like that, or I'm not going to let that affect me, right? right? Two different things. I don't like the racist comment that that person just said, or sexist, or homophobic, fatphobic, whatever it was. You don't like that. You're passionate about it. Uh, but you have the ability to change and alter your feeling against the perception. And, I mean, I think I'm a good believer on that because that, that makes 100% sense. Because... Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, I, I lived two different ways. Uh, I lived, I feel like everyone else, I lived the obstacle mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, I lived, uh, you know, I, I'm never going to be married or anything like that. I'm not married currently, so maybe that's true. But uh, <laughs> I, I, like, I literally, I, I couldn't talk to anyone, right? Um, uh, I, I, I couldn't get promoted. Like, I was never going to have a career. I was never going to do like any of this stuff. Right. I, I had all these obstacles. It was mostly mental. Um, but I still today had that. Right. You know, fear of talking in public. I, I'm going to get nervous or whatever. You know, and it's just obstacles. Right. It's just it's just silly obstacles that are coming into your subconscious mind to protect you. And then uh, again, your Uncle G uh, helped me believe that, you know, just if you are just continuously positive. Right. If you're, if you're just happy and you want to you be just be happy and be a positive person, uh, you look for opportunities no matter what. Right. And that's that's actually the sheer nature of how any entrepreneurship works mm-hmm. um, is we have billions of problems on this planet. Excuse me. And you just have to pick one of them. Opportunity and fix it. You got, that's, that's literally what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you monetize it or you create a charity, nonprofit, um, whatever it may be. Right. And so many, and so it doesn't even have to be monetization. It could be literally nonprofit. I mean, there's people that want to like literally, you know, adopt all the dogs. Right. So they, they adopt two dogs and that's it. Like they're good. And they can probably almost barely afford that, right? right exactly. Because they, they, they're not accumulating enough money or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's probably millions of dogs that need to be adopted. And so they're super passionate about something. They'll tell you money's not everything. Mm-hmm. Because they're being told that. Right. It'll be, they're they're going to be told that you know, they have to have a work-life balance. You know, my life is you know not work right they won't they won't go in on their day off right they're super passionate about a thing and they want it to happen Mm -hmm. so they adopt what two dogs uh every 10 years or so and they think they're doing their part come on i mean your human capacity is like literally there's people every single year for the last what twelve thousand years whatever they tell us on how long humans have been listed 
Literally, there's someone every single year that is expanding further like than what we know that humans can do. Right? So why diminish human capacity to anything? Like Elon's doing it right now. The richest man in the world. He's doing so many crazy things. It's, it's bonkers. And yeah. he's he's a child on social media too, which is yes. hilarious. <laughs> but like literally, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's great. He's, he's literally showing another side of com- what we're com- capable of doing mm-hmm. no matter no matter how much you want to criticize them or whatever you know being rich blah 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 all this all this stuff there's always going to be people criticizing yeah absolutely but at the end of the day like why why minimize like the i can't and all this type of stuff the obstacles right you know if you want to adopt all the dogs you start calib- like recalibrating your life like this is gonna be one. This is my life's work. This is what I'm gonna do. This is the problem. This is a problem in the world. Let me fix it. Let me be the person that changes it completely forever. Exactly. But no, what happens that they get sucked in? That gets vacuumed out of them, and then everyone around them is like, you know, you gotta, you gotta live easy. You gotta, you gotta have balance. Exactly. Let's go out on the weekend and drink. Let's eat our dumbass Doritos and watch and binge watch you on Netflix because mm-hmm. season three just hit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's how it is. I mean the uh, the whole filling a filling a problem, uh, solving a problem thing. Now, there's a lot of documentaries and stuff on different like uh, billionaires, millionaires, and all of that. The one that sticks out to me is the. Uh, have you seen the McDonald's one? Uh, about Roy, our um, you mean founder? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh perfect. That's example. an absolutely great. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, Ray is a Ray Kroc. Yeah, Ray yes. Kroc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, McDonald's is a real estate business. Yeah. Um, and like you don't even think about that. And yeah, it's genius. He was going. He literally was putting himself out of business, and boom, created a company or creating a a different model, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> stole mcdonald's yeah like all that yeah and now uh we have nothing but disease because of it (laughs) so congratulations yeah yeah i mean but the cool thing uh, not a cool thing um in the 60s we weren't that heavily into all those chemicals so a mcdonald's cheeseburger in the 60s uh, was was a real cheeseburger yeah it was a real cheeseburger um probably lightly sprinkled with a little hormones. I don't know how uh, synthetic we were that crazy, but it wasn't as much, right? Mm-hmm. And even uh, like our, our grass was more nutrient dense and all that type of stuff. So the cows and all that type of stuff eating that shit was, it was just better. Yeah. Uh, um, but now we have a plethora. <laughs> uh, that's what, um, that's what blows me away on. So I'm, I try to be just like a logical standpoint with my data and how like I get data, right? And the yeah. way that I think about like with fasting and how we eat is, you know, I'm a firm believer in evolution. Uh, you know, um, that's just that's just how I, I, I roll, right? Um, right? And evolution takes years, right? Years to accomplish. And the thing is with evolution, if, uh, there's a problem that happens, and the uh, specimen, uh, whatever the animal, uh, needs to evolve. 
it's going to uh, the the old specimen or animal is gonna um, you know die off. It's not gonna exist anymore, right? right? The new one will adapt to the adversity. Yeah, extinct. That's what I was thinking about. It. Yeah, right. The new one will adapt. The new one will be there, and the old one will extinct. Right. So, so think about think about this. You know, when when did we start mass producing food and widespread distribution? Within the past um, what, 20, 30 years. Well, we started canned foods in World War II, right? Right. You know, when the when women went to work, like that was the huge thing. That's what they were doing. Uh, widespread distribution of canned goods, maybe right after World War One, like right around that time period. Yeah. But that was that was just that, right? Processed food started, you know, shortly after that. But that was pretty much about it. Um, but think McDonald's, right? Fast food that started in the '60s. Yep. But they had what? 14 locations, you know, the grocery stores, where were they? You know, they were, you probably had to drive like 20 minutes to get to one, yeah. uh, if not longer. Uh, same thing with restaurants. Mm-hmm. You probably lived in a town, there was one restaurant. That was it. Right, exactly. Uncle Joe's. Yeah, whatever. Um, so food wasn't abundant until recently, like maybe 30 to 40 years ago. Yeah. So just think, just think about this. Like, this is this is where I look at it. So we are told that we need to eat six to eight times a day. You know, all this other stuff, all this additive stuff, where 40 years ago, our bodies operated one way mm-hmm. from the existence of mankind. Exactly. Like we, our bodies lived in a particular way for thousands of years. Until recently, we decided, oh, like some hot shot somewhere was like, we need to graze. Uh, uh, we need to have six days all day. A day. Yeah, all day. We need, you know, even if digestion takes 40 hours, you got to just keep on cramming food into you. And food is readily available, right? Your liver, like, just think about this again, like the idea that we, we have not evolved in the last 100 years so our endocrine system our digestive system all of that has been the same right 100 years ago mm-hmm. uh since our last evolution right so our liver is not understanding that we have all of this food readily available for us like all the time mm-hmm. and that's why we need to focus more on hormonal health in general uh, as a as a diet or a lifestyle because again, it's it's a survival tactic. Insulin it only works when you eat and when you consume something that converts to sugar quickly. Again, your body's not like your body is designed to get rid of food and store it fast because it knows that sugar is deadly. It is it will cause issues. And if right. you don't believe me, look at anyone with diabetes. Systems on their body like fails all mm-hmm. the time. They don't work properly. Their, their eyes stop working because literally the body starts panicking. Yeah. There's literally, your brain has a defense mechanism uh, that prevents amyloid placking, which causes Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. When you are insulin resistant, for whatever reason, the body produces another chemical that shuts off that chemical. So amyloid placking happens that's why uh diabetes that's why it's called diabetes type three now 
But again, no matter what, like we haven't been eating this much all the time. We haven't been eating this type of chemicals, these hormones, these products for the last like 40 to 50 years. And evolution standpoint, our bodies don't understand that. They don't know that. Exactly. And like literally it's causing catastrophic issues. I mean, I'm a, uh, I'm a firm believer that if we were a healthier nation, COVID would have hit us in a completely different fashion Absolutely. Uh, than it did. Um, but, you know, again, I'm not no medical professional or right. anything like that. Uh, and I know infectious disease is different. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to believe that if you didn't have an extra 20, 30 pounds and you had an uh, indestructible immune system, you'd be fine. You, you, I'm not fine. I mean, you at least, I mean, there would be less deaths yeah. um, and you would be able to weather the storm a lot better. Uh, I mean, some people, you might just be actually just feel like garbage. Like, I mean, it just, it sucks. Like it's a right. shitty disease, right? Or whatever. But I mean, it wouldn't have been as catastrophic. I mean, it definitely uh, can't look, hurt having a body that's healthy. Right. Know? Exactly. Exactly. Like it's, that's the mindset too. Like, you know, I could die at any moment when I'm healthy. Yeah. But doing all this other stuff is going to drastically increase. Like no matter what. Yeah, it speeds that know, up a little bit. Yeah, it's like smoking cigarettes. I mean, there's zero reason for you to do that. And you smoke cigarettes and like, yeah, like I could smoke like, oh, my uncle Tom smoked cigarettes his whole entire life, never had cancer. Mm -hmm. And someone else that, so it can happen. Like you can die anytime. But like, what's the point? You, right. This would be, not only that you might be getting cancer or all this other bullshit, mm -hmm. you're giving it to everyone else. Like, that's the problem. Uh, so... Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's, but, it's nuts. Um, before before we end the podcast, I want to ask you one more thing. Yeah. Out of the entire episode, anyone listening, what is the one thing that you want people to take from this episode and what you've been saying and what we've been talking about? Uh, the one thing that I would say... Um, is that you you gotta wake up um the the thing is i don't want to say i want to use words like woke <laughs> you gotta get woke uh, i'm not i'm not a kid or anything like that i definitely don't know lingo but uh the one thing that's really just been completely eye-opening is the holes of data and again what 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 i said was spoke to me a lot uh, listening to the 10x rule is when grant said if you're listening to anyone that has accomplished anything that you want to accomplish in life you shouldn't be listening to them right and that that goes such a huge array of different things um with the whole, i mean you start questioning stuff right and don't do it in an asshole way don't even do it out loud and don't go on you know rid it and just Google and be like, oh, and just be a fact checker and a, that advice giver or whatever. Mm. But read books. Um, I don't know if you ever, uh, do you know the book Fahrenheit 451? Yeah. Uh, and it's banned from school. Mm -hmm. And that book is about literally books are illegal. Yeah. 
Do you know? Did you read the book, or do you know read- what it's about? Oh, okay. I read it in school before it was banned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, that book is literally about. It was written in the fifties, about a futuristic time period, i.e., now that books are illegal. So there's burn squads at and uh, 451 degrees Fahrenheit mm-hmm. is at the rate of what books burn at. Mm-hmm. So there's burn squads that literally burn all these books and uh, it's illegal. Like it's illegal to burn books. Um, and it's crazy on how that much is, I, I hate listening to books. I hate reading books. I can't say focus, but right. that's the one thing that's absolutely been a game changer for me. And you got to understand where your dad is coming from. Yeah. You know, again, don't listen to me. Like who am I? Uh, fact check me the things i said i mean go right ahead because i've done my research and i the things i'm doing you know i'm listening to me and the information i'm getting and it's been drastically helpful and it's been it's it's been working so but regardless i mean don't listen to me or read get get real data get real information and put it to use. And the biggest thing too, the hardest thing that you're going to have to ever do in this entire world, the hardest thing, I'm going to lose everyone, is that you got to get rid of all toxic, toxic shit in your life. And that includes people, your closest friends, relatives. I'm not saying be an asshole and addict to them. Like, oh, I'm not going to go to holidays. I'm not going to do birthdays, whatever. I mean, some, maybe, maybe sometimes you skip them, right? Because you're, you're working on you, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's coming a little bit more senior than other stuff, especially if you go into a house or a family get together and you know, you're going to hear a bunch of this terrible information, a ton, a ton of this advice, mm-hmm. a ton of this retracting on human capacity, right? Yep. You want to do something. You want to adopt all those dogs. You walk into a home and you, you know, family get together and everyone's telling you, you know, it's, it's not worth it. It's, you know, stupid. it's, it's going to, it's, yeah, it's stupid. It's, it's too much, you know, whatever, just focus on you, you know, you, whatever. Like you got to get rid of all of that. Any toxic shit you got to, so you got to get the right information. You got to find out whatever you want in life, you know, find the person, study them. That's what I did. I studied Grant thoroughly what he's doing, what he says, how he acts, you know, excuse me, do that. Whatever you want in life, find someone and study real information. And then there's going to be a cascading effect with other areas in your life. You know, I'm starting a company where I'm going to try to coach people on uh, uh, just overall, you know, health, fitness, uh, mindset, all of that. You know, you need you need a sales rally guy. I'm I'm your person. I can get everyone up, but you, you need to find someone or something that you're interested in, and you got to get the right data. And then again, you're gonna things are just gonna start naturally happening. Like with me, I was like, I I want to do so much things in life. I need more energy, so I have to work out. I have to be healthy I, to get me more energy. I'm not gonna am I gonna do cocaine or inject caffeine into my veins constantly like i'm not going to do any of that i have to i'm going to get natural energy and all that type of stuff and when you do that you that's not going to mean shit 
if you're still hanging around with people, uh, still listening, if you're scrolling through social media and it's bullshit, you got to delete it. Doesn't matter. You have a thousand people that you're following and it's a bunch of people that are not significantly impacting your life. It doesn't matter then. Delete mm-hmm. them all. Add affirmations. How silly that sounds. Add positive things that are just going to continuously perpetuate you working on you. You putting you first, right? You being the minority and changing things. You being someone that you are looking to accomplish, like something that you want to accomplish in life, right? You're focused on that. You're working on that. And you got to have a list of ethics, right? Or you got to have a list of things that if anyone tries to impede on that, it's treason to you. Like you put them in jail, which is, you don't talk to them or at least for a while. Like you, and that's, that goes with, that goes with people. That goes with energy. You know, I'm not, I'm not telling people to mass quit their jobs or anything like that, but I mean, toxic energy can, it, it can, it is just bad. Like it, it can have a, a massive effect on your earning potential, your mood, all that type of stuff. You're with a spouse, toxic energy, you're the house you're in, the state you're in, the city you're in, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you got to evaluate. I'm going to be doing something shortly because, you know, it's New Year's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, take inventory of your life, right? Your, your, your life, this is a concept that I learned early on, and it's extremely impactful, and you got to be brutally honest with yourself. Um, but you, your life is a business. So what do you do this year? Uh, where do you want to go? You know, what's your goals? Like, what skills do I have? What skills do I need? Who do I need to talk to? Where do I need to go? Where do I want to go? All this type of stuff, right? Absolutely. So you got, so you do that. You, uh, you got to know what, I mean, you take inventory. That's how you find out where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Then you find the people that have done it themselves, done very well. Then you get real data. Don't listen to the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And regardless, you have to fight yourself constantly on a daily basis, no matter what. Um, and it makes it worse when other people are convincing you the bullshit that you're telling yourself. You know, because every single day you're going to be like, yeah, this isn't worth it. You know, I'm tired. Uh, this is a lot easier if I was just doing this other stuff. And other people are going to be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's dumb. Stop doing it. Come and hang out with me instead. Stop stop doing that stupid thing. I need I need you to hang out with me because I, I'm being selfish right now. That's all it is. Yeah. And you all, need to be selfish. Themselves at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. That's a drawn out one thing, but it's kind of one thing. It was beautiful. I <laughs> <laughs> right, I wanna thank Joey. I wanna thank you, Joe, for coming on to the podcast today and kicking things off for the new podcast um all of all of his links to anything he's doing social media websites all of that is going to be in the link down or on in the description down below I want you guys to like comment and subscribe this video share it to anybody you know that's trying to overcome adversity anyone you know that's trying to start their life on the right foot um and tune in next time for some more information from in progress